0: G-U-R-U for more information. And by Fred's Music and Tasty Licks BBQ Supply. Your online barbecue and grilling superstore. From cookers to grills, wood chips and chunks, and everything in between. Also be sure to try the Tasty Licks barbecue brand of rubs and sauces. Check Fred out online at tastylicksbbq.com And by Stephen DeFranco Jewelers. The iGrill is a Bluetooth-enabled cooking thermometer that allows you to monitor the temperature of your food and smoker or grill from up to 200 feet away. Using the free iGrill app for your iPhone, iPad, and Android devices, you can set preferred temperatures, and your smart device will alert you when it's ready. It's perfect for cooking steaks to perfection or low and slow smokers overnight. Head to iGrill, Inc., that's the letter I, grillinc.com to learn more. And by Barbecuers Delight Wood Pellets, the barbecue wood pellet choice of competition cooks and backyard hacks just like me. The perfect blend of two thirds oak and one third flavor wood gives you that right BTU burn and flavor that you're looking to get all over your meat with smoky goodness. Visit BBQRSDelight.com. And by Arno Smokers, a custom pit builder. Using innovation and art in each of their cutting-edge offset and vault-style barbecue pits, located in the heart of Texas near Fort Worth, Granberry has been the home to Arno Smokers since the beginning. Arno Smokers has continued to widen its range using visionary planning, both on the design level and the quality of craftsmanship, to bring their customers the finest custom pits on the market. Please get in contact with Billy, B-I-L-L-I-E underscore R-O-Smokers at Yahoo.com or Tony at Tony underscore R-O-Smokers at Yahoo.com or visit their main website, R, the letter N, the letter O, -O R-N-O, Smokers.com. And by Green Mountain Grills. Discover something you're really going to love, cooking with pellets. Green Mountain Grills are widely available across the country. Top-of-the-line manufacturing, but not the highest in price. Visit GreenMountainGrills.com to get started on your pellet adventure today. ...show.com, and here's what's happening in case you didn't get the newsletter coming up in about 13 minutes from now or so. A new friend of the show, a uh, becoming a staple, a regular, if you will, to this show, an icon in the industry... Multiple-time author, TV show host, cooking school instructor, just to name a few things. Steven Reichlin joins us. BarbecueBible.com creator. And then around 9.35, uh, also a cooking blog person, creator, if you will. Uh, the Grill Girl, Robin Lindar has joined us here on the show. Then we'll move into the second hour. A couple different things happening in the 10 o'clock hour. Uh joining me, right around the ten fourteen time frame area, a guy who's got a very unique product and, a, yeah, it's good. It's a very unique product, something that you might want to consider. Uh, maybe some of you already have it and are enjoying it, but you want to take the inside cooking to the outside on the grill, and you want a neat cooking appliance to do that. Ed Hamlin, Grilling innerva- Grill Innovations he made the grill plate very famous uh, a couple years back now well more than a couple and uh, it's been going strong ever since and we'll kind of check in with ed see what he's up to Uh, he was also at the world food championships a couple weeks ago and has uh, seen some accolades in various cooking uh, cooking type competitions not necessarily barbecue related but uh, ed is obviously a barbecue and grilling guy at heart and uh, has been doing very good things with uh, his inventions the grill plate uh, the the uh, the griddle thing as well. So we'll talk to Ed about that. And then uh, right around the 10.35, figured it was about game time again. So we're going to resurrect an uh, athlete or porn star for your chance to win iGrill Mini. And secondarily, a holiday gift box from Dizzy Pig. So look forward to that. Dave Bosk is in the house, ladies and gentlemen. Trust your butcher. Dave likes when you ask questions in the chat room about butcher stuff because, you know, he's got expertise in that area and he's able to lend a hand while, uh, you know, lending other hands to other people. I don't even know what that means. So that's what you have on tap for tonight. Steven Reichlin, Robin Lindars, Ed Hamlin, and then game shows to close out the first and, or game shows to close the second hour, or the show, if you will. Me coming out of the bullpen, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, hey, since you're watching or listening, if you could do me a solid and make a Facebook post or a Twitter tweet on the Twitter and let everybody know that you are listening or watching the show. A couple of different places to direct those people to. If you know it's audio only that they would prefer, uh, just send them over to my website, thebbqcentralshow.com. Don't forget the, in the very front of that. If you know they like the video side of things, outdoorcookingchannel.com has been the host of the live feed for years and years now. If you know that they have Roku, tell them to go to the Roku app store, download the Outdoor Cooking Channel app, and then watch the live feed right from their luxurious high-definition television. (laughs) Ayo. Various ways to consume the show, and you don't want to miss out on one bit of it. Not even one bit. Um, If you missed the show last Wednesday, what we affectionately refer to now as the Hump Day Barbecue Show, we had the good doctor, Ray Lampy. He makes a weekly appearance on that show. It's called Ask Dr. Barbecue. So a lot of the show, we were asking him about his time at the World Food Championships. He was a celebrity judge or an expert judge or an expert celebrity judge in that respect. And uh, kind of gave us a unique look into how it went down from his perspective, how the turn-ins were. I don't know if in the end we have found... Some type of discrepancy, um, how the turn ins were calculated. Because, you know, a week ago we were talking at the end of Tuesday's show with George Shore uh, and Pitmaker, and they won the barbecue portion of World Food Championships and then came in second overall to Porky McBeef and the Cluckers, Dave Elliott, who we had on the show uh, this past Wednesday. And in the end, lost to bris- uh, Brisket, lost to Carrot Cake. And from George's point of view, and I wasn't there, I'm just here to lend open forum, if you will. From George's aspect, turn-ins were done uh, a lot quicker in the preliminary rounds. Judges were able to taste, maybe not fresh off the grill, but you know, within minutes of it being turned in, it was being evaluated. And then final table was held on to an hour or so, or whatever the case may be, and they turned in brisket. And... You know, it's like with anything, at some point, you know, the product is going to degrade over time. And then, you know, here you are going up against something that is absolutely succulent at room temperature, which is going to be like a cake or a pie, unless it's frozen pie. Then it's probably not going to do too well. But it was a carrot cake. So, you know, carrot cake happens to be pretty damn good at room temperature, less in room temperature, above room temperature. Brisket is going to suffer. So while, uh, as Ray was saying... The, the half chicken might have saved them and, and allowed them to do that big leapfrog from ninth to first overall because it's a bigger piece and holds heat. So maybe they were able to get some of that heat on the chicken taste. Uh, maybe it backfired in the end. And I mean, who knows? I don't know if it's explained, hey, at the final table, your product going to be sitting around a lot longer than in preliminary rounds or whatever the case may be. And you better make your adjustments, 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 adjustments accordingly. Uh-oh, I'm getting a, an email here. All right, yeah, that's no problem. Um, so, you know, as Dave Bosca says, welcome to television. Yeah, I mean, this is what it's all about. First and foremost, it's a television show now. Got a lot of things going on there that you need to tend to. And then, you know, the food competition takes place, not secondarily, but uh, around the TV part of it. A lot of things going on in uh, TV these days. Just, you know, check it out. See what you think. Uh, So, and then we talked with Dave Elliott, who gave us his take on the whole thing. And Dave Elliott, a competition barbecue team, they don't, you know, really rip up the circuit, if you will. With like 30, 40 competitions, they do a good handful. And they got in by winning a dessert category at a barbecue competition. Didn't think that they were going to get out to the World Food Championships at all. Schedules kind of lined up and made it out there really didn't give himself a lot of chance to make it through preliminary rounds next thing you know he's changing flights twice he's at the final table and uh was it uh dr sweet smoke or second second city smoke or something like that with the burgers and then it was uh pit maker and then it was porky mcbeef and the cluckers all uh competitive barbecuers top three right there at the very end of the world food championship so You know, as far as an industry is concerned, nice little pat on the back there. But in the end, carrot cake wins out. What can I tell you? Now, don't forget, if you missed, you know, that show last week or or the whole week last week, Tuesday and Wednesday, you can subscribe to the show on the iTunes uh, video for YouTube. Also, Outdoor Cooking Channel has video replays as well. Of course, the main Barbecue Central website for replays as well, both video and audio. So, Never reason that you should miss anything ever on this show in the history of ever. If it happened on this show, there's various ways to get down and get at it. And darn it, don't tell me you can't get a hold of it. So I know you're just joshing me. As we get ready for uh, Stephen Reichlin coming up out of the break, don't forget we have uh, Robin Lindars coming up as well. And I, I do want to make sure that and we'll, we'll maybe get into this more in the second hour. People are asking me now, are you doing interviews for KCBS Board of Directors? Uh, I'm thinking about running, or I know somebody that might be running. Are you going to be doing the interviews again? Absolutely. Uh, I'll be making a post on the Facebook, also on the Twitter. Let everybody know that if you are you know, looking for re-election, or you're running again, or you're and first-time uh, first candidate, and you want to get on an impartial forum right here, we'll get into that probably a little bit more in a second. Just remember, if you come on the show, odds are very good you're going to get elected. So don't come on the show if you really don't want to get elected. I'm not saying it happens all the time. I'm just saying if you go back through the annals, the archives of hopefuls that have been on the show, a lot more have been voted in than been voted off the island. Get
1: that big stuff out of here. All
0: right, before we get to Steven, let me talk to you about the barbecue guru, automatic pit temperature control device creators of technology. And why would you go anywhere else? if you're going to be looking for something like this. Now, maybe you're not familiar with how these things work. I'm going to hip you to that just really quickly, and I'm not going to get into the minute details, but imagine a device that when you set a pit temperature, controls it all the way through the cook. You are now free to do whatever it is you want to do. You can throw on some butts, some uh, ribs, some briskets, some chickens, a lot of everything, set that pin temperature, and then, boom, you're off to do whatever it is you need to get uh, done. Maybe you're busy working professional, so you're putting it on before you go to work, or maybe... Uh, you're just a, a busy parent trucking the kids around to various uh, sports things, attending conferences, what have you. And you just don't have the ability to, to hassle around with the pit temperatures. That's why they make the barbecue guru. It's not cheating. It's just convenience. And help yourself with the convenience, right? Absolutely. You can go to thebbqguru.com. That's thebbqguru.com. You can call them toll-free, 288 G U R U. That's eight hundred two eight eight Guru, and then ask away. You know sometimes ordering uh, this type of technology can be a little bit intimidating. A bunch of different choices as far as Guru models to choose from, different fan sizes. When you talk to somebody there through email or through the phone, they're going to make sure you're outfitted with exactly what you need to get you up and running right out of the box. They're professionals and they are experts at all of this stuff. Plus, if you're looking for a cooker. You know, why not pair that new automatic temperature control device from the Barbecue Guru with the Onyx Oven? Uh, doing very well in competition still, doing very well in backyards as well. Ton of capacity, holds the half in the full pans, great for competition, great for catering, great for the backyard guy, and, of course, works seamlessly with the Guru control devices as well. So, again, eight hundred two eight eight 288 guru or the com, the Barbecue Guru, a breakthrough in barbecue technology. All right, uh, we will be back with Stephen Reikland right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Right, welcome back, 877 448 You can also email the show if you want to. My first guest tonight, a multiple-time best-selling author, a TV show host, a barbecue and grilling class instructor, amongst many other things. You can also find him here on this show about once a month. And I'm always excited to talk live fire with this guy. What? Yeah, all right, hold on a second. Little issue uh, gathering up, Steve. Get
1: that big stuff out of
0: here. Tell me to call the Selly Cell. I'm going to call the Selly Cell. As a matter of fact, I'm going to get my thing just right here, and uh, we're going to go from there. Um, you know, I'm always excited to talk a little live fire cooking with a guy who is in charge of BarbecueBible.com, who has penned really some of the most successful barbecue and grilling books. Uh, if you look at it in terms of, man, he is. Picture is way bigger than mine. Let's go ahead and welcome back Hello. to the show, Stephen Reichler, ladies and gentlemen. Stephen, how are you? Both?
3: I'm doing great. How are
0: you? Doing great, Stephen. I appreciate you making time tonight. And, you know, as we know, Stephen, Thanksgiving well on its way, no doubt about it. And you're well known in the industry as a great cooker, obviously, author as well. And I know you're someone who really likes to dig into the history of things so you can get kind of that full scope of the subject matter as you're tackling it if I might ask you to kind of put that professor's hat on for just a few minutes and maybe you could tell us a bit about this bird we eat in November, Turkey. Seems like an odd name if you really stop to think about it, doesn't it?
3: Well, it is odd that bird we eat for Thanksgiving is named for a Muslim country in the Middle East. Uh, <laughs> but in fact, uh, it was a question of uh, cagey marketing and geographic confusion. The turkey is actually native to the Americas. Uh, It was domesticated by the Mayans in the Yucatan Peninsula. Uh, There were wild turkeys in North America, and the turkey did not exist in Europe. So when it was brought back to Europe as an exotic foodstuff, uh, the uh, merchants that brought it back figured they would label it in a manner uh, that would excite people and make them willing to pay a lot of money for it. And at the time... Istanbul was the spice and food and trade capital of Europe. All the exotic foods from the Near East and India came through Istanbul. So by labeling Turkey the turkey bird, it, was, uh, it sort of gave the bird the cachet that, you know, if we say today that something comes from Tuscany uh, or France, it had a similar cachet. Now, English isn't the only language that uses that, uh, uh, that metaphor. In France, you call it Turkey a Dan, D I N D E, which is a contraction for and or from India. And likewise, in Scandinavian languages and uh, in Dutch, uh, the local word for Turkey is a corruption of Calcutta, Calicut. So, the idea is that it's a bird that came from somewhere exotic uh, and and actually anywhere but from the region where it really came.
0: You know, it's interesting. I was going to say, if it was just found out today, you think, uh, from what I understand, this instead of turkey, we might be eating something called uh, Tuscany or Paris.
3: Yeah, right, wow. exactly.
0: How weird would that be right now? <laughs>
3: um <laughs> But, but, you know, I mean, the great age of discovery, you know, uh, Columbus did not set forth to, uh, to discover a new world. Uh, he set forth to find an inexpensive route, uh, to, uh, find spices, uh, which were the most valuable commodity of their age. And he wanted to find a cheaper, faster, less expensive route to get there, uh, So in a sense, you know, trade has always uh, sort of—trade has been the engine of history in a way that we don't necessarily learn in history
0: books. Stephen Reichland joining me here on the show. Visit com if you want to check out what Stephen's up to uh, while we're talking here a little bit tonight. Stephen, if I was lucky enough to get an invite to the Reichlin household for Thanksgiving this year, what kind of a menu am I in for?
3: Uh, well, uh, it's going to be very eclectic and uh, very international. Uh, and starting with our bird, uh, this year I'm sort of doing a march down memory lane. Uh, after I graduated from college with a degree in French literature, I actually went and lived in France for a couple of years, uh, working on uh, a, uh, a research grant to study the history of cooking, and in particular medieval cooking. And one of the things I did when I lived in Paris was I attended a cooking school called L'Avrin. And the idea was I was sort of up to my eyeballs in all these medieval cookery manuscripts. I had visited uh, castle and monastery kitchens, and I wanted to go to a modern French cooking school to sort of understand the process of cooking so I could read the recipes and extrapolate back. And... Uh, I learned during that year uh, a very singular method for preparing a turkey. And that is, you worm first a finger and then a couple of fingers, then your whole hand under the skin of the turkey. And you loosen the skin from the body. And then in France, they would place very thin slices of what's called barding fat. It's uh, thin slices of salt pork, in effect. And super thin slices of black truffle under the bird. Now, the idea is what happens when you roast a turkey, in order to get a safe temperature in the thighs, you almost invariably overcook the breast. Mm-hmm. So by putting these strips of fat under the skin uh, of the turkey, you humidify and moisturize the breast. So we're going to be doing that this year. We're going to be doing it with truffle butter, not with strips of lard and, uh, and black truffles. And that's kind of the centerpiece. It's... Uh, my mentor uh, just published her memoirs and sort of evoked the opening of that school uh, uh, where I uh, that I attended at the very beginning. Uh, but then, uh, then things really start to get interesting. We'll be doing a, an oyster stuffing in the style of New England. Uh, we're going to kick up the heat with the uh, cranberry sauce. It's going to be a cranberry salsa. Uh, there'll be a smoked uh, potato pie, and then. Uh, Sweet potato pie. And then because this year uh, Thanksgiving uh, coincides with Hanukkah, uh, I'm going to try something I've never done before, but I'm going to smoke potatoes and then use those to make latkes, which are potato pancakes.
0: I I guess I didn't know, uh, I mean, I'm not Jewish, I guess, but uh, I didn't know that the two holidays were kind of uh, intermingling this year.
3: Well, they don't often, but you know, the Jewish calendar uh, evolves on a lunar schedule, and the uh, um, um, American uh, calendar is on a solar schedule. So the holidays sort of um, uh, jump around, and usually Hanukkah is closer to Christmas, but this year yeah. it overlaps with Thanksgiving. Hmm.
0: All right, Stephen, let me ask you a question. This isn't one that I uh, had outlined, but. <laughs> This I'm going to show my ass here a little bit, and 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 the lack of my experienced palate as far as taste and flavor is concerned. You know, I hear truffle all the time, truffle oil, truffle this, truffle that. I mean, I have no idea what that actually tastes like. Is that like a, a rich thing, a, a a savory, a sweet thing? I just don't know what it is.
3: Okay, well, uh, that's a great question because if you're wondering, probably many people are. So, a truffle is a subterranean fungus, and <clears throat> they're uh, Historically, there were sort of two basic families of truffles. There was a black truffle that was found in the southwest of France and then a white truffle that was found in the Piedmont uh, region in Italy. And both of them are incredibly uh, aromatic. Uh, One uses words to sort of approach the flavor without quite getting there, Uh, but musky, aromatic, pungent, uh, earthy perfumed, uh, haunting, um, when you've tasted a, a, a really good fresh truffle, there's nothing like it. I mean, sort of think the funky earthiness of mushrooms, but given a graduate degree, that sort of gets you in the ballpark.
0: All right, well now I know, and I'll be looking out to uh, and, actually taste one.
3: And and, and by the way... Um, you know, the, the world of truffles has grown mightily. I mean, now a lot of the truffles even sold in Italy and France actually come from Eastern Europe. Uh, Croatia's a big truffle uh, producer. those a big truffle uh, producer. Uh, truffles are found in the Pacific Northwest. And uh, I actually manufacture truffle butter under my Planet Barbecue line, which is available on a website called earthy.com. And that's what we're going to be using uh, for this Thanksgiving turkey. But, you know, this technique, and maybe some of your listeners have used it, uh, it's really cool, this idea of loosening the skin, because you can do it with chickens. Uh, you loosen the skin from the bird, and then you place all sorts of interesting flavors. Truffles, obviously, uh, fresh herbs, butter under the skin. Great way to add flavor uh, and
0: moisture. Stephen Reichland uh, joining us here on the show, BarbecueBible.com is website Uh, Stephen, in regards to like a preparation or a uh, function of preparation, inevitably brining comes up. So I guess a couple different part question here. Uh, A, are you a fan of it? And I guess up until a few years ago, this was like one of the most popular things to do, especially for the birds that weren't enhanced already at the plant. Uh, Do you still brine or have you taken to this injecting like so many others have over the last year or so?
3: Uh, I'm a briner. I do brine. I brine almost every year. Um, the advantage of brining, I mean, you know, just sort of quick high school chemistry lesson. So a brine is a saturated saline solution. And when you put a turkey and a brine, uh, my basic brine, by the way, it's roughly one cup salt, one cup uh, sweetener like sugar, and maple syrup, and one gallon of water, and usually some bourbon wanders into the preparation, too. But when you place a turkey in a brine by the process of osmosis, uh, there's an equalization process, and that is the it wants to draw in some of that salty saturated liquid, and that's what makes the flesh uh, taste moist and also a little salty. Now, brining can be overdone and you know it's uh, it's a little bit like I, I think when people first discovered they brine everything and you know, at the end of a couple of weeks, and everything you make starts tasting like, uh, like deli meat. But brining used judici- uh, judiciously with inherently dry foods like turkey, pork chop is a great thing to brine. It, it really is a great aid. I have also uh, injected uh, turkeys. I mean, in fact, I manufacture injector. But I think overall, uh, with brining, you get a more even penetration of the flavor and sort of a more even penetration of uh, of, uh, of the moisture. But I think you're probably gathering by now. Uh, for me, life is all about variety, and I don't think I have ever done the same turkey twice in the you know in the last 40 years that I've been cooking turkey. I've never done it the same way twice. I mean. Uh, you know an alternative we do it on the rotisserie uh we've done it on a beer can we've cock turkeys uh big brine turkeys injected turkeys you know for me what's really interesting is is just trying a new one every year
0: Stephen Reichlin, joining me here on the show you know perhaps one of the best parts of thanksgiving is leftovers Stephen. so you know, do you have any good recommendations on what to do with those items that don't get stuffed in your face the first time around?
3: Oh, I sure do. And in fact, on BarbecueBible dot com, uh, we've got a recipe for uh, my turkey hash uh, made the day after uh, Thanksgiving, preferably when your wife and daughters have gone off on uh, Black <laughs> Friday uh, shopping and left you at home to enjoy the leftovers. But uh, you know uh, that and. I'm going to assume that most of your listeners will have smoked their turkeys this year. So, you know, when you make a stock, a turkey stock or broth, out of a smoked turkey carcass, I mean, one sip of that and the the, the skies open up and the angels sing Hosanna.
0: <laughs> so turkey hash for sure. In regards to, and I think this is kind of a unique fact, and you uh, you kind of hit me to this a little bit earlier today, but as far as highest Per capita turkey consumption during the course of the whole year is the U.S. tops well, on that?
3: You, did I tell you the Did I tell you the answer to that already? No,
0: you didn't. You just kind of oh, okay. you know you, you teased it.
3: So take a guess.
0: Highest turkey consumption is going to be, uh, I would guess, Canada.
3: Okay. Well, uh, interesting. Why would you guess Canada?
0: They're close to us, and I think that they like to do a lot of what Americans like to do.
3: Yeah. Actually, it's Israel. And, um, really? That may seem like you'd never expect it, and yet, uh, if you're in Israel and you go to any of the innumerable shawarma joints that uh, dot the cities and countrysides, shawarma is that vertical roast that's known as Donner in uh, Turkey or Gyro uh, in, uh, in Greece, and it's uh, basically it's thin strips of meat in Israel, very often uh, turkey, seasoned with Middle Eastern spices, impaled on a vertical spit and roasted in an upright position. And then it's carved in downward strokes with a big knife uh, onto pita bread. And you serve it with a variety of Middle Eastern salads and um, and uh, hot sauce. And uh, it, it's, it's sort of one of the world's great grilled fast foods. And the traditional meat for shawarma uh, was lamb, but more and more uh, Israelis are eating it made with turkey. Why? It's lighter. Uh, it's, uh, it's less fatty. Uh, and in fact, in Planet Barbecue, I give a recipe for it. Uh, it took a lot of tinkering to figure out how to get the same effect because The beauty of this vertical rotisserie is in the downward carving every bite you take is a crispy end cut you know because it roasts from the outside in Mm. so finally what i did is took thin slices of turkey direct grilled them piled them up and sliced them and you get that same effect but uh israel is actually the largest per capita consumer of turkey on an annual basis notice i said annual because I'm sure uh, on a single day basis, <laughs> the United States have it, has everybody beat.
0: Yeah, but it's or only the, uh, but it's only maybe Thursday. a couple days a week or uh, a couple days a year. It's Thanksgiving, yeah. and then some people turn back around and, and do a Christmas turkey as well. Uh, sure. Last question before I let you go, Stephen. Um, you know, as soon as November 29th hits, it's going to be like full blown rush into Christmas. And I'm wondering, are you a tad disappointed in business? The, this Black Friday thing has now actually wormed its way into Thanksgiving Day, with many of the top stores out there going to actually be open Thursday evening.
3: Yeah, I think that's really awful. I mean, it's a trend I've noticed just sort of as uh, uh, in the last few years, but you know, I think there's certain holidays that just ought to stay holidays, and stores should be closed, and the people that work there should have the day off, and the thought that, you know, legions of people are going to have to flood into stores on Thanksgiving evening at 6 o'clock when some of us are just sitting down to dinner, I mean, that's to me, that's just consumerism and uh, capitalism gone haywire.
0: I absolutely agree. We're talking with Stephen Reichlin. You can find him at com. Stephen, always appreciate the time, and you and yours have a wonderful Thanksgiving.
3: To you, too. Take care.
0: All right, take care. There he is, Stephen Reichlin barbecuebible.com. Man, oh man. Can I, I don't know if we covered it last week, but I can't believe that we are getting a... Thanksgiving is being influenced. I remember a couple weeks ago when I was talking with Meathead and every year uh, that Meathead is on to talk about his uh, Thanksgiving Day segment, he always goes on the big you know, Thanksgiving is great and it's truly American. And, you know, I agree with all of that stuff. And I always counter or add to his point that, you know, that seems to be one of the only holidays that seems to miss out on all of this other commercialism. And, I mean, you don't really see a lot. I mean, when was the last time you saw a Thanksgiving commercial? I haven't seen one at all this year. I mean, granted, I don't watch a huge amount of television, but you're seeing more uh, commercials for Christmas already than you are seeing for Thanksgiving and to have Black Friday bleed into Brown Thursday or whatever the hell they're going to call it. I think that's kind of crappy. I think the people that are going to be forced into working Thursday night, that's kind of crappy for them. Although, you know, some people, you know, they want to work and it doesn't really matter. Maybe they don't have a lot of things going on and it's going to be skeleton staff. But, you know, whatever the case may be, there's going to be a lot of major retailers that are going to be open on Thursday evening, like early evening. So are you readjusting? Here's the question of the day on Tuesday. Are you readjusting your eating plans Thanksgiving Thursday to get out there and shop so you don't have to do it on Friday, which I hate anyway with a passion? I hate getting doing that Black Friday bullshit. I don't even think it really has the same cachet as it used to 10 years ago. You're not saving anything. You're going to get run over, beat down for a $5 free keychain at the Best Buy. you got to be kidding me. All right, folks, let me talk to you quickly about a guy who you might want to consider using one of his products for Thanksgiving. It's Dave Bosco, Butcher Barbecue, the website ButcherBBQ.com. And here's the deal. Maybe you have been uh, tinkering with some other commercially made injections and you have found that towards the end of the year your scores started to stumble if you're a competitor Uh, maybe you've noticed that if you're a backyard guy like me the uh, hearty hand clasps and high fives became less and less put put your finger on it but then you realize well damn it i started using somebody else's commercial injection and evidently not going over as well as i thought plus i can see it on the score sheets now (laughs) damn it Uh, No problem, head on over to butcherbarbecue.com, that's butcherbbq.com, and click on the trade-in link at the very top right of the navigation, and then print that slip off, Uh, send it back, whatever you have in its natural packaging, to David, and once he gets it, he will weigh it, all of his weights are final, and once he comes up with that weight determination in return, he will send you back the pork injection, the beef injection, the prime injection, or the bird booster, it's your request. Nothing is off limits. Uh, we can still get Bird Booster out this week if you are looking to cook straight from David's mouth here in the chat. Room. If you're listening tomorrow on podcast, don't worry, shipping will happen. Post haste, from what I understand. Uh, so, look, don't be pissed because you got jammed up by another injection. You know, before in the past, you were stuck with it. Maybe spent fifty bucks on it or seventy bucks on it and 60 of it is still sitting on your barbecue table somewhere. Your wife is pissed because she knows you could have took her out for a date, maybe a drink, maybe you could have had a little hanky-panky time. No, not anymore. Now you can. You can send it to Dave. He'll send you back the stuff in return. You can say, hey, honey, the scores are going up. The prize money's coming up. The high fives and hearty hand class from the neighbors are coming back. Things are great. Now let's go get busy. Yeah. My room, five minutes. We're going to give you the best 30 seconds you'll never mention again. That's uh, ButcherBBQ.com. That's ButcherBBQ.com. Always trust your butcher. Uh, we're back with the Grill Girl right after the stick around.
2: Smoke call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg rampy
1: Big B, new sound in Let's go! I'm an outlaw. Give me two shots. We don't need a radio.
0: 877-448-0433 Greg at com. Those are the two ways to get in touch with me should you see fit tonight. Alright, my next guest has created a stellar food blog out there on the internet. So that's the wrong button right there. We race over the hotline. And welcome Robin Lindar, the grill girl. Robin, how are you?
4: Hey, Greg. How are you? What was that picture you showed of me? That was really embarrassing.
0: No, well, that's not you. That's <laughs> like
4: your basement bathroom or
0: what? That's the guest chair. You see? <laughs> that's where the guest Got would it. sit. Currently, <laughs> there are zero guests in the studio.
1: That ah,
0: but that's all right. Maybe uh, someday there'll be a guest uh, sooner than that. Right, now, hold on a second. What happened here? Let me grab your, uh, let me grab your picture here. So, Robin, like, what's new with the uh, website? Before we get into you know, all the stuff that we're going to be talking about tonight, what's new with the website?
4: Oh, it's always a busy time. Um, you know, I used to think grilling season kind of slowed down, but now it kind of picks up with tailgating season and the holidays. And I've been going in a paleo direction lately. So, and I've got all these contributing writers. So it's it's actually really busy um, doing a site des- redesign soon and also um, doing a lot of giveaways for the holidays. So I'm actually going to be doing a tailgating giveaway with classic pis- Pickles for uh, like, I'll probably post it tomorrow the day after for, uh, like, a cooler. And, you know, it's their new kind of home-style, country-style pickles and, you know, a Walmart gift card to buy pickles, blah, blah, blah. So if you're into tailgating, it's, like, a free chair and um, actually a pretty nice cooler. So just lots of little stuff going on. I have a partnership with Visa and the Pork Board and, and maybe thinking about a cookbook next year. So, you know, never a dull moment, right?
0: you say Visa?
4: Yes. Like the credit card? Yes like the, huh. the card you spend money on they have a yeah. big um they sponsor the um they sponsor the NFL and they're all about getting people involved with this tailgating uh, contest they have called um football fantasy where you can submit to win like a massive whatever you want based if you win the contest so it's gets people all excited so I'm hoping spread the word
0: that sounds very exciting now you had mentioned something called uh paleo. Yes. I have no idea what that is. So, you're you're into it. Uh it sparked your attention. What's paleo and what do we need to know about?
4: So, as you as you know, Greg, I've always kind of been into trying to limit carbs because, you know, me, I'm a party girl. I like my wine and um everyone always asks me, "How do you stay so small? You're cooking all the time and I try to keep it to like lean vegetables uh, or lean proteins, veg- lots of veggies, um, just pretty healthy, you know. And so I've I've kind of embarked on this paleo kick when, and that the concept. It's, it's actually somewhat trendy around a lot of the people who are doing CrossFit, which is kind of a workout craze right now. Um, but a lot of it is just about all eating whole foods and foods that agree with your body for just like optimal health and optimal fitness. So um, it's kind of doing a lot of the stuff I was already doing, but just being a little bit more focused on – um getting the right kind of fats for your body the right kind of proteins eating you know really just being more conscious about what you put in your body and and stuff that's good for you
0: Robin Lindar is joining us here on the show you can visit her website grillgirl.com that's g r i l l like what we cook on and then girl g r r r l let me back it up just for one second here rob uh, maybe for the people that are just hearing you for the first time or they haven't Gone all the way back to the archives of when you were first on the show. Is there a ghost in the room?
4: My husband just poked his head in. I oh think my he's God. listening tonight. Which oh, is, yeah? he never does. And Stephen Reichland was on tonight and we're like, Shout out Scott.
1: No,
0: Sprue <laughs> <laughs> Reichland, man. I'm on. You kidding me?
1: All right. Exactly.
0: So uh for the so maybe people haven't gone like all the way back to the archives the first time you were on the show. Uh, so if we could just reset just for a second. Uh you know, why did you find Or founded the website and why the spelling? Like er?
4: Um, quite simply I wanted the regular spelling of grillgirl.com and it was taken. So there you go. I've tried to broker it out with the you know, the website negotiating and all that good stuff, and um, the guy who has that URL refuses to sell. And when I initially started, he's kind of a jackass. The, but guy, the I
0: mean, guy that has grillgirl.com? Yeah, great. In a related story, I have imahotchick.com. Not really.
4: Yeah, I mean, he's waiting for a landmine on this URL, so I've tried to, to buy it, but when I first went to go create my blog, um. So I originally started a blog one night, I had a couple glasses of Chardonnay. And as you know, I love to cook and I have a writing degree. And I it was like something happened after a couple glasses of Chardonnay. And, you know, I've always done a little freelance writing on the side and blogging was kind of the new thing. And I thought I'd try it. And around the same time, um, I had just bought my now he's my husband Scott a new grill. And I've always liked to grill and you know, over time, I'd had boyfriends that would grill, and then we'd break up, and I just eventually taught myself how to grill. I didn't need a guy to teach me. So um, Scott had this piece of crap grill that I almost um, cinched my eyebrows off on one night, and I decided to get him a new grill for his birthday, and then I kind of took it over. And around the same time, I'd started a blog, and it was called like Culinary culinarylifeadventures.blogspot.com, and I, it morphed into Grill Girl with three R's, kind of like the, the punk rock version.
0: There you go. Now
4: there it's it.
0: <laughs> grillgirl.com. I mean, you know, in the end, probably, you know, way cooler than just grillgirl.com, I suppose. But, you know, I still don't understand why a guy is holding on to that website like tooth and nail. It's lame.
4: Yeah, kind of. A, and I, I know you have a somewhat kid friendly show, but he's kind of a douchebag. If yeah. I can say it, you can beat me out later. But no. um, you know what? But grillgirl works for me. I've searched engine optimized myself. Sometimes I'm feeling like the triple R kind of girl, so it works. I'm I'm over stressing about it.
0: So we were talking to Stephen Reich a little bit ago, and he was talking about Thanksgiving. He was giving us a history lesson about where tur you know why Turkey was named Turkey and uh, how he's truffle. I've never had truffle. Now with you, we're talking uh, spatchcock turkey. Right. This this is like your right. this is your deal for twenty 23- thirty what the hell year are we in 2013 is, is the uh, yeah. 2013, the year of the spatchcock Turkey for uh, Robin Lindars in the house.
4: Yeah. Well, you know, Greg, I spatchcocked a lot of things. Um, I, you know, if you look kind of in the history of my blog, I've got a lot of spatch, spatchcock chicken recipes. Um, and before I did chicken, I had done Cornish game hens originally, which, which are really just like small chickens. Um, and I guess Turkey is just one I've been working up to, but um, I, you know, for the past two years, I've done like the beer can turkey on the big green egg with what's called the the sitin' chicken or the sitting turkey. You know, basically, it's just the the beer can holder, but for the big green egg, and that's fine and great and all. But I just want to try something different this year. Um, and then I was looking at Chris Chris from Nibble Me This his blog, and he had this really kickass. Orange bourbon brined um, spatchcock turkey that he cooked on the pit barrel and I was like, oh my God, I have to try this and I did and it was amazing. And so I kind of did my own rendition of that and it it was a big hit. And it's way less time in your oven, and it frees up space for all that other stuff you have to cook for Thanksgiving. Yeah. So I think it's a win-win.
0: So that was my uh, next couple questions was, uh, well, so first, A, are you cooking, like, multiple? Do you go, like, the smaller bird and multiple, or do you just go one big-ass bird? And then is it uh, outside on the grill then, obviously?
4: Well, I haven't so, Greg, this is kind of my – my, tr- I've only done one turkey before, so this is not new to me too. I you mean, like, like I have a no family down here in Florida. I'm always, I'm either going to someone else's house and we'll do a bigger turkey, and this is like my first cock. So I did like a ten pound turkey, which was like perfect for four people. Um, so that's what I'm doing. You know, I think the larger the bird, the larger the scale, and you know, the more time and effort that probably has to go into it. Um, but you know what I do is I really get my hands dirty and I make a compound butter with fresh herbs and um, like I have Meyer lemons growing in my backyard right now, so I was using those and I made a compound butter. And you just take that and you you you've got to get all this butter underneath the skin. But when you do that, you know basically you have all this butter, you know, moisturizing this turkey while it cooks. So um, it turns out fantastic, and then you can see the little pieces of herbs underneath the skin. So you have this really pretty presentation. Um, it, I think it's impressive. I'm, I'm totally into it this year. That's what I'm doing.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, it sounds, you know, I've, I've never had, spe- I don't, I don't cook turkey. I don't think I've ever cooked a Thanksgiving turkey. It went right from my mother and my uncle, like growing up ever. And then, uh, it went right into my uh, now mother-in-law cooking a turkey. So like, we're just not allowed. We've offered on many occasions, uh, I would imagine in some deep, dark, drunk, secret room-type conversations, uh, some of my uh, uh, relatives would say they would rather have me cook the turkey. Maybe. No offense to anybody. So, I mean, I'm jealous that you're cooking it, but on the spatchcock side of things, really has to decrease the time. It's not like a 15-hour project. Uh, you know, you're cutting the backbone out. It lays flat. you going to brick that baby or no?
4: Um, I didn't brick the one I just did, but I've done that plenty of times with, with chicken. So, you know, I actually ended up cooking the gravy in a pan on the pit barrel to try to capture some of the juices. Um, so it didn't get as many, like, char marks as you potentially could if you cooked it without the pan the whole time. Um, but that's a good idea. Maybe I will try that because, I don't know, it's, you know, the, the main thing to do is I'd say get your butcher to do all the dirty work for you. Um, Cause that's kind of the part the unfun part, you know, and I'll um, make them do that. My guy removed the backbone. So I mean, it laid completely fat yeah. flat. Excuse me. <laughs> so um, so I'd say, you know, outsource as much of that as you can.
0: <clears throat> Robin Lindar is joining us here on the show. Grillgirl.com is the website. Um, let me ask you uh, in regards to Thanksgiving, you know, the next day it's over. We're full bore Christmas. then obviously you're continuing to write things that people are inherently going to be asking you about, uh, what should I get my boyfriend for a grill gift or a a gadget or something like that? Are you working on like the newest version of grill girl gifts for Christmas or the holiday season?
4: Yeah. So every year I do the, you know, the, um, what do I call it? That's like the, the gift guide for foodies or something like that, or the, gifts guide for the grillers in your life or something like that. And I, and I actually have kind of my old standards, like products I love that I w- will put into the um the list every year. And then I, you know, usually people solicit for me to do reviews and I'll say, Hey, if I like it, I'll put it in the gift guide. So I've actually got a lot of stuff right now. If you can see, I've got like a whole pile of stuff to, to tell you about if we have time.
2: Yeah, go ahead.
0: <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Seriously. So, yeah.
4: Do we have time, Greg? Yeah. Okay, cool. So um, my first one would be, I love bourbon barrel foods. They um, they smoke spices and recycle bourbon barrels from making bourbon in Kentucky. So it's kind of like a um, cottage in- cottage industry there. But these spices are amazing. So it's smoked sea salt, smoked paprika, smoked pepper. They make smoked sugars. So everything that you put these spices into, it adds a really nice element of smoke and flavor, even if you grilled something or didn't even grill or smoke anything. So, um, and I think smoked paprika is like the thing any cook who likes to cook should have in their in their pantry.
0: Yeah, I agree. So that's
4: that's my first one. Um, this seems cheesy, and I will just be cheesy, but anyone who grills a lot needs a headlamp. Turn it on. That's all I'm saying. Uh <laughs> I I love having a headlamp. Um, usually, the lighting in your backyard's crappy, and you're trying to grill and you can't see anything. Um, and now it's daylight savings time, so there's less light. You're grilling in the dark more often. A headlight, a headlamp is. You can get them at Home Depot if you just want kind of your basic ones by Energizer. Or of course, you can go and get a nicer one. But it's a great stocking stuffer for for a griller. Um. The next one I have, and we've talked about this. I'll walk for it.
0: The loof lighter. Yeah, love it. Love the loof lighter. Um, what the hell did you do to the top th- end of that th- thing? Jesus Christ! You broke it.
4: Um, my uncle, who's a pyrotechnic engineer, broke it. Actually, um, he lights up on fire for a living, and um, he he was like, "Hey, I saw someone do this on a YouTube video, and he stuck at the end in the flame, and it it um." it melted and supposedly aluminum melts at 600 degrees. So let that be a lesson. Um, But this tool, it's like, it's like a, it's like a hairdryer for your um, for starting a fire and it will ignite the flame. It gets it so hot that literally, you know um, the charcoal will ignite. And, And I don't know if you've used it, Greg, I think we've talked about it, but I think it's awesome. I mean, yeah, it's more expensive than using paraffin cubes or a chimney starter, but yeah. if for the person who likes gadgets and has a lot of gadgets, it's the bomb.
0: Yeah, and it's a beer opener.
4: Yes, and it's a beer opener. It, and it just looks cool when you're hanging out with friends. and you. you it just looks cool when you're out. Um, here's another stocking stuffer, and this is really wise knowledge for all of you guys. You're going to appreciate me all season long for telling you about this. But um, my girlfriend, Vicky, who I sail with, you know, Scott and I have a sailboat and we sail a lot. And there's a lot of rum drinking um, that goes on at the after parties. So this is called gymnema and it's an Ayurvedic herb. And if you take it before a night of drinking, especially, you know, like sugary drinks or wine, it actually eats the sugar in your system and um, eliminates getting a hangover the next day. I and mean, oh. you may be tired, but you won't feel like total...
0: Kaka. Right. Kaka. So,
4: this is a great stocking stuffer, or maybe you just pick it up at the drugstore before holiday season because you know you're going to go to a ton of parties.
0: That's right. Jeez, you got a lot of stuff. (laughs) Good for you. you.
4: This is called the, um, the Flame Boss. And I may or may not be putting this in my gift guide because I haven't had a chance to use it yet. But it's it's like a competitor to the barbecue guru. It keeps your fire going when you're smoking stuff. Um, this guy's from Florida that makes it. And, you know, I'm from Florida. And he reached out to me. And I am all about supporting, you know, my Florida peeps. So I said I'd review it. But I, I actually haven't. I've been traveling so much I haven't had time to smoke anything and test it out. So. Um, I'll be testing that out this weekend. But So Flame Boss, keep that in mind, you guys. And if you have feedback for me, let me know. All right. And then I have one more. Actually, I have two more. (laughs) We have – this is so cool. I love this. It's it's the
0: timer stick.
4: Time stick. is so neat. And um, I used this last night um, cooking steaks. I was doing reverse sear, and I didn't want the sear to be on too long. And it was perfect because I usually use my iPhone for that. Um, my husband said he's going to use it for his starts when he's racing sailboats, but it's just a really cool gadget. I think this would be a perfect um, stocking stuffer, you know, maybe even for the person who's already got a thermopen or the chef alarm. Um, but this is neat, and it's kind of and it's it's inexpensive, so it's a, yeah. it's a good and it's you a can do pace. it.
0: Uh, you can do it all with one hand.
4: Yeah, I mean it's on a lanyard, so yep. perfect. It's awesome. Perfect. And last but not least, um, I like this company called Outgore, Outdoor Gourmet. They do sustainably produced um, planks for grilling. I'm actually, I, I would appreciate all of y'all's support. Next week, I'm entering a contest for a recipe to get my own kind of like branded, grill grill branded line of oh. um, planks. So you guys check out for that. I'm going to be doing chicken. Th- I'm going to be doing um, orange oregano chicken thighs on um, like smoked on a plank. But what's cool about these, these are your average plank. This is um, maple and it's meant for putting um, like wheels of cheese on it. So you smoke the cheese and you can serve it at like a party. So imagine, you know, you smoke the cheese, maybe it's like a brie and then you sprinkle it with some like pecans and craisins and serve it with crackers and you have this really cool presentation and everyone's like oh my god, quick, just smoke the cheese for dinner, it's so awesome so um, that's actually something I'm going to be doing, we're going to have a party this year and I'm going to be like presenting that and trying to look like a badass
0: <laughs> well that shouldn't be any problem for you, I mean you're one of the most intimidating people I've ever met in my life uh, yeah right <laughs> Yeah, for sure, uh, Robin Lindar is joining us here on the show again, the website grillgirl.com if you want to check it out Uh, Robin, always appreciate the time, and uh, we'll look for you again next month.
4: Absolutely. Have a good Thanksgiving, Greg.
0: You too. Take care. There she is. Grillgirl.com if you want to check out what she's got going. There's a lot of gifts that could potentially be going in that bag. What was that, uh, Flame Master?
1: Get that big stuff out of
0: here. Folks, let me talk to you about Fred's music forget fred's music how about just tasty licks bbq that's right tasty licks barbecue supply fred bernardo longtime sponsor of the show second longest running sponsor on the show actually and uh, he's been on the show a number of times he has an actual physical location in tropical shillington pennsylvania and then of course if you uh, aren't able to stop by because maybe you live nowhere near said location uh, you got to go on the internet no problem a lot of people get skiddy and giggity about getting on the internet and spending money. Let me tell you something. Fred is one of the most trusted retailers out there. He is carrying lines of products that many places that call themselves grill and barbecue shops, whether it be online or in a physical location, just don't have. Uh, They're not carrying Plowboys rubs. They're not carrying Oak Ridge brines and seasonings. They're not carrying Smoke on Wheels products. They're not carrying Harry Sue's new chicken rub that got him chicken team of the year last year they're not carrying anywhere near the capacity of big green egg products cookers and or otherwise accoutrements for the big green egg you can find them all at tastylicksbbq.com that's tastylicksbbq.com plus you should subscribe to his newsletter as well he sends it out a couple times a week like right now there's a big push going on the turkey brining kits It's an all-in-one package. You go to his website, you order it, boom, it ships out to you, and you're going to have everything you need to brine a turkey, as Fred would do it himself. Speaking of Fred himself, get on that website, for crying out loud, and watch those YouTube videos. I mean, you think I do a lot of videos. This guy is fun. He is lively, outrageous, but more importantly, he is disseminating quite a bit of quality information within the videos themselves. You can find them all at TastyLicksBBQ.com. That's TastyLicksBBQ.com. You can also call them toll-free, 800-677-2882. That's 800-677-2882. Tell them you heard about Tasty Licks right here from the Barbecue Central Show, and you might get hooked up with something a little extra, something, something. TastyLicksBBQ.com. All right, we're wrapping up the first hour. Right after this, stick around. We'll be right back.
2: Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey.
0: All right, we're back. Wrapping up the first hour. 877-448-0433. 877 Greg at the BBQ Central uh, Maybe you didn't know, but uh, congrats to Neil Big Mr. Strotter on an opening of his uh, or signing of a new barbecue restaurant. Uh, forthcoming, I guess, as uh, my little bird John Dawson told me. Uh, from what I understand, it is a uh, 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 Arby's. You know, they spoke their brisket for 13 hours. In the words of Neil, I
2: don't even smoke my brisket for 13 hours.
1: That's crazy.
0: You know, that's Neil doing uh, Tracy Morgan. I'll be here all week. Uh, all right, uh, we're going to reload for the second hour. In that hour, you will find uh, such fun items as Ed Hamlin, athlete or porn star, iGrill Mini giveaway, uh Dizzy Pig. Gift set, four pack uh, giveaway. 25% off if you use the promo code BBQ Central. We'll talk about that in a little bit more. Uh, give me about 35, 40 seconds to reload, and uh, we'll stretch here into the second hour. You're listening to the Barbecue Central show right here on the Barbecue Central Radio Network. to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show
3: we cook because we have to and we grill because we want to you have a
1: great
3: show of a big fan so what 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 seems to be the problem here this man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle charbono it's all about the charbono dude Tungsten fish. What? We ate fifty-four wieners.
5: Listen, Labernia, six
3: feet. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seed. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. Ooh.
0: Ooh. All right, just like that, we're in the second hour. Get it on, got to get it on. Got no choice but to get it on. Did you see the money for the regular roast beef? No. I ordered a Coke from Arby's and just asked for 10 horsey packets. I am that guy. (laughs) Chad, uh, my wife, Becky, huge horsey sauce. Huge. Oh. All right. Lots to get to. Thanks again to Robin Lindars for joining me on the show. Just this past segment. And then uh, 9-14, we had Stephen Reichlin joining us as well. Let me get back to this take. Um, Every year, kind of right about this time, I start putting out there for public consumption that if you are uh, looking to run for the KCBS Board of Directors and you're looking to get on an impartial forum, I have said on many occasions, roughly 758,000 times, because I get this request all the time, you don't uh, support competition, Barbie. You're not uh, a KCBS member. You're not an FBA member or an IBC- ICB- International Barbie- IBCA member, blah, blah, blah. That's by design, fool, because I don't want to be – uh, taken as a shill, or a homer, or a pigeon for any sanctioning body. So uh, instead of joining all of them, I join none of them, and can the affectionately body. call myself a impartial form. I have no bias. I have no dog in the fight. Now, every once in a while, I might have an opinion on certain things that are happening in a sanctioning body here or a sanctioning body there, but. That's what they pay me the big bucks for, to have an opinion and share it with the rest of the people to incite dialogue. Not violence, dialogue. So if you are looking to get in touch with me about the fact that you would love to be on the show and do a segment about your candidacy for the upcoming KCBS Board of Director elections that will be taking place shortly, uh, just reach out to me. Shoot me an email, greg at Show.com, and then just let me know that you're interested in coming on. It's going to be about a 14-minute segment. It's uh, the same time slot that uh, Robin was in just a minute ago. And uh, typically that runs for about 13, 14 minutes. Typically things that we like to cover, background on you, uh, what you think is not working right with the board of directors currently, and more importantly than that, your platform, how you think you are going to be able to influence change, win hearts and minds, and bring the Democrat and Republican parties together. Fine. No, I'm sorry, that is incorrect. How we're going to be able to keep uh, competition barbecue moving forward on into the future? Just let me know. More than happy to have you. All right. So uh, I made a big announcement last Wednesday, which was this. Now, for your meat buying pleasure, I have opened. The Barbecue Central Show Meat Shopping. All you competitors and backyard cooks out there, you now have access to the best briskets, ribs, pork butts available on the market today. Things to remember while you consider using the Barbecue Central Meat Shop. Uh, A, I've done all the legwork here. I've vetted the company out that I have partnered with. You can be confident that you're dealing with a very reputable business. They are actually providing competition meets to some of the top teams out there in the industry right now and they're doing it very well they're doing it proudly and i have also revetted out the teams that say they're being uh, that they're using this company and have had nothing but great things to say as well so feel free confident uh, or feel confident knowing that your orders are going to be handled in uh, the professional way that they should be now no more chasing all over the internet in order to find all the places that have different stuff this is all under one roof it's all been taken care of in that regard Now, while you hear it thrown about like so much human feces, uh, my meat partner has actual, legit, certified, and I can prove it, Kobe beef. That's right. Limited, expensive. You know, if you're on the cheap, you don't want this. This is expensive stuff. Uh, But don't fall for the gimmicks and the marketing hype and all that other crap. This is actual Kobe, like, Tamaji Kobe beef stuff. So, you know, just if you got the money, you know, visit the website. And uh, you can visit thebbqcentralshow.com and then click on the Barbecue Central Meat Shop at the top right of the page. Simple as that. Uh, Very excited to be able to bring you, men's and women's, of the barbecue and grilling world, an outlet for some great meat. Barbecue Central Meat Shop. wants some incentive? Order some meat. Email me a copy of the receipt, and I will send you out a free bottle of barbecue sauce. I'll do that for you. You've got to send me a receipt. Legit. Don't quit. All right, let me get to this real quick. This was making the rounds on the uh, interwebs recently. Now, look, uh, I think I have made zero bones about it that uh, my undying, fervent hate of one McRib.
1: Get that stuff out of here.
0: This is uh, what it looks like in the raw state. Uh, that very top picture, it looks like a white, which would signify frozen, pork-ish product with a stamped pork ribs pork ribs shape to it and then you know case by case by case i mean it just looks absolutely breathtaking in its raw form and then you can see underneath it after they cook it and they dress it up with the ever popular uh onion slices and pickles which everybody eats with their rib sandwich uh it's back out in i believe limited release I don't know exactly why this particular picture is causing, you know, any more of an uproar than it would normally. I mean, it doesn't look really that much better cooked, except that it is covered up in uh, that barbecue sauce, which is probably when you break down all of the elements, the bun is probably the best thing. The barbecue sauce is probably the second best thing, and it's all downhill from there. I've never been a fan of raw onion slices. I'm not a big fan of the, uh, the dehyde onions that they use on their burgers as well. I could do without those onions altogether. But the fact that they jam it all up and top it with pickles, at that is very odd to me. I really don't get that whole thing. I don't understand where that flavor profile hits. And again, obviously, I am out of the minority, as we all are here in the barbecue and grilling industry, folks, because the majority of people love the McRib, and it has been marketed in such a brainchild way. It's here, and then it's not. It's here for a short period of time. It is gone for long periods of time. And somehow, every time that thing comes back, it draws people back in like it's the very first time they ever sank their teeth into a steaming pile of barbecue poop. And they love it. They eat poop and they like it. That's the bottom line here, folks. The mass consuming public is still unaware of what is good barbecue. And typically, it doesn't come from a fast food joint, especially one that has frozen pork-style product. I mean, that's not a rib. I mean, you look at that frozen patty. That's not a rib tip. Uh, it's not a brisket end off of the uh, backside of a spare ribs. I mean, it's not. It's not ribs. Rib tip sandwich. That's not it. You want a rib tip sandwich? Go to uh, Cigars and uh, C- Cigars and Stripes over there in Chicago with Ronnie Lott. I'm Ronnie. We're going to have Ronnie back on and be talking some uh, barbecue, so don't you worry about that. A lot of people were scared I'd never have him back on again. Oh, you know I'm going to have Ronnie Lotz back on again. Guy was dynamic, to say the least. So the McRib is back. Uh, email from Guy Shields before we wrap up this opening segment of the second hour. Hey, Greg, just stumbled across your show. 24 hours of barbecue. Anyway, just wanted to say hi from Australia. Hope you're enjoying your Pepsi. Cheers, guys shield. You know, now that I think about it, I might have read that, uh, I might have read that email last week. That's my bad. Get that big stuff out of here. That's also one of my least favorite sayings, My bad. Yeah, right. Uh, coming up on tomorrow's show confirmed Ray Lampy Dr. Barbecue for the Ask a Doctor. Barbecue segment. We're going to be covering a lot of things that have to do with Thanksgiving stuff. So not necessarily, you know, Just it's, it's a cooking segment. That's what I'm trying to say. It's a cooking segment. All right, folks. Because Thanksgiving is being impeded upon by Christmas, whether it likes it or not, on its very holiday, another holiday is impeding on another holiday's day. Not to be redundant. So let me remind you that uh, make this the year that you really step up the game and you go jewelry. Do it. Make it the year for yourself, for your wife, your boyfriend, same-sex lover, whatever the case may be. And you're going to do it at this location, StephenDeFranco.com. You're going to do it at this number, 943-2700. That's 440 2700 And uh, peruse the inventory. You know, relax, hang out, find what you like, then dial in, 440-943-2700. Ask for Steve. Once you get him on the phone, say, hey, Steve, uh, this is what I'm looking at. What can you tell me about it? Uh, Is this the right choice? Is that the right choice? I'm trying to make uh, this emotion come across, or I'm trying to present this feeling when I give this gift. He's going to ask you things like, uh, do you want it engraved? Uh, Do you want this model, that model? What's the budget? Here's the best thing. You know, you're getting counsel. When you talk to anybody, even, you know, of course, Steve, but, you know, if you just walked in at the store, maybe you're local, and you stop in at the corner of 91 and 84 and in uh, there the, in the East Gate, Pine East, whatever the plaza is, it's a, it's a plaza at the corner of 91 and 84, you're going to get counsel, you're not going to get sold, you're not going to get talked into something that you don't feel comfortable about. Steve or the staff is just going to kind of be on that road along with you, answering questions that you might have, giving you information to make a decision that is comfortable uh, comfortable for you at the end. That's what it's all about. Not only does he want your business, you know, while you're there, he wants to earn it down the road, introduce you to kids, your kids, uh, when you get old enough to make them customers of Steve. You know, it's an ongoing family-style relationship. So why would you bother going to the uh, chain stores in the mall where you're paying for huge overhead, and you got some smoky and a off-rack suit who sucks, and he's got more hair gel on his hair than he's got brains in his head. He's just looking to make a commissionable dollar. Forget about it. You deal with Steven DeFranco. You tell him I sent you. You will reap the rewards from then on in a lot of different places, if you know what I mean. 440-943-2700. That's 440-943-2700 or stevendefranco.com. We're back with Ed Hamlin of Grill Inventions right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back.
2: live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey.
0: All right, we are back. 877 448 at Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. And next guest has been on the show a few times over the years, outside of the box thinker. Someone looking to bring indoor capability of cooking to the grill, and found success with the grill plate. Let's head on over the hotline and welcome Ed Hamlin of Grill Innovations here on the show. Ed, how are you, bud? Good, Greg. How you doing, buddy? Doing absolutely fabulous. I appreciate you making time for the show tonight, kind of on short notice. Um, you know, let me uh, let's start here. I guess uh, you know maybe for the people. I did this with Robin a couple minutes ago. Uh, in the first hour but you know for the people that maybe haven't trolled all the way back through the archives of the show and found the first time that we came together a little background about you uh, kind of what you're into professionally and and how you got into the whole grill innovations deal
5: well to make a long story short I uh, burned a meatloaf um, cooking for my guys at work and uh, we do a lot of things with uh, cars and boats Um, I was a troubleshooter for General Motors um, so whenever we get in a situation, I can't do something. I was figure out a way to get around it. And, uh, the grill plate was one of those answers that was, uh, uh allowing us to be able to do basically anything we want to do on a grill, um, that you can do on in an indoor kitchen. So we came into a couple of challenges here and there, and, uh, we've, uh, taken a grill plate to some different places. We've got another product called the zone griddle um that we want to get out there to you actually i want to get one you pretty soon we're still working on the logistics of getting it made um and affordable um been doing some traveling a little bit of cooking a little bit of crazy stuff Uh, but i love the show
0: ed hamlin joining me here on the show all right so as far as the the grill plate is concerned you know, you love to cook, as you said. You're cooking for your guys. You want to cook on the grill. You want to do a lot of things that you could do in the oven on the grill. Uh, so, I mean, you know, obviously you're the the tinkerer and the you're, you're the you're the antithesis of me. Like, I could never come up with that. I need you to do that for me. Um, so, like, how many revisions was the grill played and, and how many lives did it have before you were like, hey, uh, this is something we can take to market. Let's go look to get it produced. Basically, it's
5: had one revision. Um, it was changed where we put some dimples on the top so we can continually cook on it. Um, and the deal was that I never thought that anybody would do more than just cook one thing on it and be done with it. Uh, but as more things came about and, you know, you got a hot day and a hot grill and you got hungry people, you know, you want to get some things out. So you just constantly just tossing it on there. Um, the nice thing about it is it's like an oven. So you get something done and you pull it out and toss down for somebody you're not standing there flipping burgers you can sit back and uh you know have a cocktail or five with your buddies and uh you know nobody ever stands in another and watches it so it makes it a lot of fun
0: now so you can obviously do a lot of different things on here we've done in the past the grill plate challenge where listeners would submit recipes for you to make uh, things on the grill plate you know is that something that you still do and uh, i guess secondarily to that What was like the most challenging thing that you ever saw? Well, at least recipe wise, you were like, oh, shit, what am I going to do here? And then how did it come out?
5: Well, um, we've had three that were pretty interesting. Um, One of them was uh, I was telling somebody, I said, I don't really understand um, why people don't get this. I cook uh, um, potatoes in cheese. I make all rotten potatoes on direct heat right on the grill. Nobody gets it, but they lose their mind over cookies. And this guy looks at me and says, well, can you make a burger on that thing without flipping it? And I said, yeah, that's how I invented it. I made a five-pound hamburger. Um, It's called a meatloaf. And he says, well, can you make a hamburger without flipping it? So I said, well, either he's an idiot or he's a genius, and I know he's no idiot. So uh, we made uh, burgers an inch and a half thick and cooked them in 17 minutes without flipping them. And the amazing thing is they gain another quarter inch because nobody's squeezing down on them. And we've got pitchers and we've cut them open. And then another person says, well, can you do a creme brulee on the grill? And I'm going, yeah, that won't be any problem. So, But you know what? We'll do the topping, the sugar that gets caramelized with no torch. We won't be that easy on ourselves. So we did that. And then after that, I, I couldn't get a challenge. I couldn't buy a challenge from anybody. Nobody gave give me anything. And I started thinking, I said, how about we do cookies? on the grill, in half the time of the oven. So we went out and bought some store-bought cookies that were supposed to take 15 minutes to do, and seven and a half minutes later, we had them done at the grill. Uh, But instead of 350, we started them at 450. And that's been kind of the end of uh, the challenges, except for this last weekend at the um, pool and spa show.
0: So, I mean, what about that? I mean, because I was talking about in the open... You know that you are doing some uh, food challenges, or you're going to uh, you know events where there's competitions for cooking. And obviously, this is something. Uh, you know, a it's it's good for you in a marketing standpoint. Uh, you show up, you s- people see how it works. You know, whether you win or not, there are people are seeing it in use. But <laughs> hey, hey, guess what? Now you're winning with it too, which has got to you know really attract people. Or if they were on the fence, this might actually push them over.
5: It, you know, the great thing is that you know all us guys stick together. Everybody in barbecue, and outdoor grilling. You know, we all kind of a little team. Well, we'll just kind of say that when we went to go do this, uh, this little show, this was right at the time and events of the World Food Championship. Well, one company decided they were going to bring in um, somebody who was on Top Chef, uh, who has his own restaurant, who's going to have his own TV show. And um, I heard in the background that basically he said he was going to wipe the floor with us because um, we were nobody. Uh, that, and that's to everybody. Uh, everybody there was cooking. So uh, I kind of took that as a mm, he doesn't know who he's playing with just yet. So um, I like to cook. I do a lot of indoor cooking. I do a lot of different things. So I knew that he was going to be doing either steak or you know pork or something. Uh, so we decided to take it way, way out of the box, and we made a dueling lasagna on the grill plate because naturally I can bake. So I've got this oven, basically. I made a white seafood alfredo lasagna, and basically that's it. Yeah. Uh, we did uh, – it oh, looks good. <laughs>
0: now this is obviously um, uh, before, it, uh, before it started cooking.
5: Exactly. That was uh, – we'd done the sauce, and we did a – um, regular Alfredo sauce, we did uh, shrimp, crab, and lobster. I uh, did some thin-sliced portobello mushrooms that we put in there also, uh, and a chevrolet goat cheese. And that topping that's on there is a um, panko-infused breadcrumb, or excuse me, panko breadcrumb with an infused white truffle oil. Hmm. So it gives a kind of a earthy, mushroomy kind of uh, uh, flavor. And then we did a straight lasagna, Side by side, and then split it with a, a U8 shrimp. And the shrimp, when somebody says U8, that means that there's eight tails to a pound. So they're pretty big shrimp, and uh, we basically got a perfect score. And he got uh, a little upset that uh, he didn't spank us like he thought he was going to.
0: This is obviously the finished plate that we're looking at.
5: Yeah, that's actually oh. after the judges started eating on. I said, "Hey, man, can I grab a quick picture of that, <laughs> real quick?"
1: Oh. So.
0: Man, but that was, yeah,
5: that was, uh, that
0: was it. Yeah, it looks absolutely fantastic. and uh, But, I mean, like you said, a perfect score uh, for best in food category. So, you know, in the end, uh, A, it's showing your cooking prowess, but, you know, maybe top chefs shouldn't be running their mouth in the back in case that kind of gets around a little bit because, you know, what, did he come up and uh, congratulate you after the fact, or did he run right out with his tail between his legs?
5: Well, he was um, he was a little soured, and uh, you know he came up and said, "Well, that's pretty, you know, cool." You know, didn't get a chance to taste yours like he was going to make a judgment himself. <laughs> I said, "Well, they're over there, so you can come have it." Everybody here's been eating them because uh, we just did the small sample. Um, and then after that, he said he would stop by the next day. And now uh, this is really this little funny joke. Um, he was talking about, "Well, you know, I did hollandaise sauce on my." you know, my steak and this and that da. And I said, well, I do hollandaise sauce in a frying pan. And he goes, what? <laughs> and I go, yeah, I've, I show everybody how to do this hollandaise sauce. And In fact, I do a Key West lime hollandaise. So I use Key West lime juice instead of lemon juice. And the recipe is so simple. It's just like making scrambled eggs. So I go in and showed it to him. And he's like, <laughs> Dude, I'm totally stealing this. And I said, okay, fine. And I thought we were going to kind of be buddies. And then um, I heard some other comments about wiping the floor with us. And, you know, he should have won. And, you know, I said, dude, it's a blind taste test. They know who it was coming from. So,
1: you know, here you go.
0: Ed Hamlin joining me here on the show. Website, grillinnovations.com. That's grillinnovations.com. If you want to check it out here while we're talking, we showed it up uh, while Ed was recounting his solid victory at the uh, pool and spa show here. Uh, just recently, you know, what, if we strip away the products and the grills and grill innovation stuff, I mean, it's obviously very safe to say that you're a pretty intense foodie. And at the end of the day, while all that stuff is great, uh, you still need to be able to create recipes and execute this stuff when the time is right.
5: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: So, uh, like, does your love of cooking just come from like later in life where you had to learn to cook, to eat, to live? Or did you grow up in a household where everybody's in the kitchen and getting your hands in and all that good stuff?
5: You know, the whole truth is basically I would go out and, and uh, you know, years and years ago you'd take a, you know, your date out and go somewhere and say, well, you know, I want to try something new and, you know, taste some really good food and go out there and taste something. And, you know, it cost a bunch of money and, you know, like and it really wasn't that good. And then you start experimenting and you learn a little bit. And the whole thing about cooking is just knowledge and chemistry. So, you know, in my field, I've got to know electronics and physics and hydraulics and, you know, everything else. So, A little bit of chemistry is, is really not that hard. And then as you start playing things and putting them together, you find certain flavors go together and certain tastes go together. Um, so it moves along that way. And, uh, you know, the, the thing is to be able, what I like to do is be able to get everybody outside, everybody inside together so they can all learn from each other. Um, you know, I was talking to Ray Lampy at the World Food Championships. And I told him, I said, Ray, I'm, you know, I'm weak in the smoke part, you know. Uh, you know, can you teach me some more? So we were talking to Ray for a while and, you know, he taught me some things and said some things. And so I've got that cranking around in my head. So I'm listening to that and paying attention and uh, learning and, you know, I'll get better at the smoke thing and, uh, you know, we'll keep teaching anybody we can, what we can and how we can, and uh, we'll all go together as a happy family. And, uh, you know, if you get somebody out there, that's, uh, one of those indoor snobs, you know, in my direction, uh, because I'll give them something they won't even expect,
0: and <laughs> as far as products are concerned, you mentioned the, uh, you said it was the zone griddle.
1: Yeah,
5: that's
0: Tell
1: me really about cool. That. What is that, that what
5: about? It, uh, what, what the zone griddle is, is my interpretation of having everything that you need. Um, the grill plate is basically a component that will turn your uh, grill into a convection oven, and you can broil with it if you turn up the heat high enough. how we do the creme blade stuff the zone griddle is the exact opposite of the grill plate and what it does is there's four squares on the bottom of it and it's 18 inches by 13 inches and it's got a grease trap that goes all the way around the outside of it so what happens is i've got the ability to turn on say the two right burners turn them all the way up and i can pull 530 540 degrees on the right side while it's searing steaks, and on the left side of the griddle, put my fingers on the griddle because it's only 130 degrees. Or I can crank up both sides and make it hot all the way across. Um, I've got this gigantic grease trap all the way around, um, so I can do whatever I need to do there. Or I can flip it upside down and block the heat with the flat part of the griddle and, you know, make a, a turkey or cake or pies or whatever on the squares Kind of like it's in the oven. Now it's not convection, but it works. So it gives you a multitude of different things uh, for people to say. Well, you know, I, I'm not really looking to bake. I want to do something different. And we're in a process right now of trying to get that price pinned down and uh, get some manufacturing because it's just a little expensive uh, to make right now. We've got the grill plate at ninety dollars. Um, and some people go, well, I don't want to spend that much. And I go, well, you know, an oven for ninety bucks is pretty cheap. Um, and I'm looking at the, uh, the griddle, um, trying to get that down so we can be in that $70, $80 range right now. Um, it just hasn't quite made it there just yet. Um, also on our website, uh, we've got some videos up there you'll actually be able to go in and see the videos on the website where we've got the zone griddle and we've got all the other, um. Things floating around out there. We've got uh, some things where we did with uh, a gentleman named Barry Fast that uh, is doing a grilling cookbook. Um, and, you know, just uh, we want to get some things out there. But I promise you, Greg, I'm going to get you one of these plates so you can play with it because I think you're going to really enjoy it.
0: As far as the ability to go 500 degrees on the right side and then, you know, gradually stepping down how is it not uh, just getting residual heat to, to how are you not having residual heat carry over from one side to the next i guess is a better question
5: what happens is the squares are actually trapping the heat so what we're doing is we're setting the two burners on the right on full high and there's a heat bleed basically that runs down the center of the griddle where the squares aren't actually touching each other and as the heat comes up, they get trapped in those squares. So it slowly will work the heat up. I mean, if you put it on there for three or four hours and don't cook anything, the left side will start getting hotter. Um, it's it's going to you know, take that heat from the aluminum and walk down. But if you're cooking anything, it's going to act like a heat sink. So it's going to hold that heat right there, get it seared really nice and tight. Um, and then the left side literally will be a very easy, gentle variable up and down the scale. Um, I think on one of the demos we've got there, we were pulling 530-something degrees on the right side with the stakes or searing, and we got down to like 122 on the left side. That's only 18 inches away.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it, when I was watching the video, I was like, man, he is literally at 500 degrees and doing steaks. And then you had like, uh, you know, onion slices that you were just looking to kind of slowly saute in butter. And you drop that yeah. butter on one side. It was, you know, nice and melty, how you would want it to do onions and mushrooms. And then you just scrape it off towards the higher heat. Boom, vaporized. It was gone. So, I mean, it was visually you're able to see how hot it is on one side versus the other.
5: Yeah, uh, we uh, actually entered that in the uh, HPBA show um, for a Vesta Award as a new and upcoming product. Um, And the only thing that bothered me, you know, we got, you know, a nice nomination, but we lost. You know what we lost to? No. This is a, a new innovation that nobody's ever seen before. It's a pizza oven. Yep. We, we we lost a pizza oven because nobody's ever made a pizza oven before ever. So <laughs>
0: hey, well nobody's ever done it ever. You know, chances are slim. Yeah, right?
5: yeah well we'll, uh, we'll we'll think of something up next time, and uh, we're going to get a couple more items going. We've been working with a couple of uh, Komodo companies, and I'm learning more and more about the Komodo style grills, um, and especially their deal. <clears throat> excuse me their deal where uh, once they get up to temperature uh, they can't bring them down. In other words, if they cook them for a long period of time, yeah. we're doing some experiments with a couple of grill companies, uh, Sapphire grill, Grill dome, uh, a couple of those guys. And we were doing air fried chicken. And this is something I started doing on my grill uh, because the ability to be able to boil with the grill plate. And what we do is we bounce it up there about the 550 degree mark with the grill plate down. And then we've got a pan that's underneath or basically on top of the grill plate and a wire rack that's upside down. And it literally fries the chicken with hot air.
1: Huh.
5: Uh, so the chicken is really moist inside, but the skin is crispy like a bacon. It's, it's an unbelievable texture, but you can only get it by having heat being shedded straight down on top of it and keeping it out of the, the grease and, you know, flame-ups and stuff. Um, one important thing, if you guys ever think about doing this, your catch pan, make sure you have it full of salt uh, because you got 550 degrees come rolling down on top of it. Yeah. Uh, let's see, 550 degrees in grease is grease fires. Yeah,
0: for sure. Um, I'm getting a question in instant chat here, Ed, and then I'll let you go. Uh, will this product work with a live, uh, live pellet fire, like with a fire pot on one side? And uh, not on the other.
5: As as long as it can take the heat and push it, it doesn't care. So um, basically, if if you're smoking or or you've got that heat coming in um, and it's 350 air controlling it and it's coming from the bottom or wherever it can roll it around. Because that's basically that's what it's looking for. It wants to take that heat from the bottom and push it out and around and up over the top. Um, However that happens, that's that'll work. Uh, it won't work on a saber because sabers don't let the heat rise up. That's that infrared grill, yeah. um, and it won't work from there.
0: Hmm. Ed Hamlin joining me here on the show. Uh, website again, grillinnovations.com. That's grillinnovations.com. Ed, always appreciate the time and continued success. Let's do it again soon.
5: Thanks, Greg. I appreciate it. And uh, I'm going to get up with you uh, with the grill uh, grills.
0: All right, man. I appreciate it. Thanks, brother. Ed Hamlin joining me here on the show. Grill Innovations, if you are interested in checking it out. I actually had, I think, like one of the first grill plates ever. Well, I mean, not not the first one, but one of the first ones. And I actually still use it. Um, you got to make sure that uh, – I don't want to say, you know, it's not going to work well if you have a crappy grill, but we all know about crappy grills, right? So you're warned. But it it works as advertised, which is good. I can say that uh, as someone who has used it. I've seen, uh, I actually had the Dimple revision one, and, you know, it's gone back smooth as well. So, uh, very looking forward to getting the Zone Griddle test as well. All right, uh, folks, let me talk to you about R&O Smokers. We were going to have Robbie Pettigrew on tonight. That didn't work out.
1: out Uh,
0: We will get him reloaded for... Probably next week or the week after, or however it works into his schedule, we're going to be talking about the Arno Smokers Arno Shootout Cookoff. It's going to be a barbecue contest that they're very excited about, and uh, we're going to talk to Robbie about that. He's uh, really instrumental on uh, getting that thing up and running. and Then, he's going to be talking to us about the Arno product itself, so... Uh, We'll be looking forward to that. Now, what you need to know is that Arno Smokers is in Granbury, Texas. Uh, They're a custom pit builder of both offset and vault-style pits. Vault's obviously becoming very popular these days. Uh, Many different manufacturers out there making them. Uh, But through, you know, the vision and the planning and the engineering, uh, Arno kind of sets itself apart from some of those other pits out there. Plus, you don't really have the huge, hefty price tags that you would normally find with some of the more well-known pit makers. On top of that, or coupled along with that, you're not going to find those extensive wait times either. So uh, while it will take some time for you to get your pit because, uh, you know, everybody wants a custom pit now, uh, you're not going to be paying that hefty price tag. and You're going to get a little, you know, sooner than uh, some of those other guys out there. So give Arno Smokers first consideration when you are looking to buy a cooker. Uh, You can email Tony Belay, T-O-N-Y underscore Belay, B-A, no, not Tony Belay, just Tony. T-O-N-Y underscore R-O smokers at yahoo.com. That's Tony underscore R-O smokers at yahoo.com. He'll answer any questions you might have. Uh, And uh, he's actually using them on the competition trail and winning with them on the competition trail. He's had a very good year. And uh, what can I tell you? You check them out. Get to their Facebook page by visiting my Facebook page. Click on the logo, go to the sponsors page, go to the links page. That will link you over to their Facebook page, and uh, you can hang out, see what the latest and greatest updates are, and you can also have a chance to win some uh, barbecue stuff from their barbecue partners as well. Arno Smokers, proud sponsor of the show, happy to have. Uh, We're back with some uh, fun games for prizes like an iGrill Mini and a Dizzy Pig gift set. Stick around. We'll be right back.
2: name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue, it's the Barbecue Central Show.
1: He kicks time, and he lights fire all night. never grows smoke
0: 877 448 Start calling if you want to win a eye grill mini. Uh, we're not just gonna be giving away one through the emails. We're going to be uh, giving an iGrill Mini away. What is the iGrill Mini? Let me help you out with that in case you want to play. Uh, athlete or porn star, your chance to win an iGrill Mini. It's the next generation of iGrill. You can get them pre-order at iGrill Mini. iDevicesInc.com slash iGrill. It's 40 bucks. the iGrill Mini. Everything you love about the iGrill, so much more with smart LED that indicates the progression of your temperature and lets you know when you are in and out of temperature range. Proximity wake up to conserve battery life and outstanding battery life of 150 hours. Uh, you get all these awesome features and a pocket-sized device at half the price of the original. Uh, it's 39.99 for the iGrill Mini with one meat probe and a probe wrap. You also get the uh, magnetic mount. If you don't have something that will, you know, call that will hold the magnet, what can I tell you? All right, let's uh, hit the phone lines and uh, see who we got here. Who we got on the line tonight?
3: News, Phil.
1: Bill! How are you, Phil? I'm doing good,
0: you? I'm doing absolutely fabulous, Phil. Appreciate you asking. And uh, give me one second here while we get all the proper stuff loaded in, like music for huh. the. Uh, here it comes. All right. Uh, this is a game for the iGrill Mini. You're aware of, obviously, what the iGrill Mini is, right, Phil? Yes. All right, and uh, you're aware of the game we're about to play. It's called Athlete or Porn Star. I am going to give you a name, and after I'm done giving you the name, you have five seconds to tell me if it's an athlete or a porn star. You get two in a row correct. You are a winner. Ready to go? Okay. All right, Phil. Here we go. First name. Capri Cavelli, Athlete or Porn Star?
3: Porn Star. Porn Star.
0: Absolutely correct. Porn star she is. All right, Phil, you could win it right here, right off the bat. Uh, athlete or porn star? Phoenix Marie.
2: Athlete.
0: Oh, no! We Tricked sucked you. Phoenix Marie, a porn star. Believe it or not. All right, uh, area code 407. Who's this?
1: Matt.
0: Matt? Yeah. Hi, Matt. How are you tonight, buddy? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Great
3: Great to listen to the show.
0: Hey, thank you. All right, uh, Matt, we're going to play athlete or porn star for your chance to win an iGrill Mini. Are you ready?
2: Absolutely.
0: All right, here we go. First name, Riley Steele. Athlete or porn star? Porn star. Absolutely correct. Obviously, Matt knows is porno. Uh, next name, you get this one right, you get the free eye grill mini. And the name is Jelena Jensen. Athlete or porn star? Athlete. Oh no! no. We suck again. No. Jelena Jensen is a porn star. All right, we go to area code 516. Who's this?
3: Hey, you doing, Greg? It's Don G.
0: Don G, of course, master of porno. I think we all know that. Oh. This is going to be tough. All right. Uh, on the line tonight, Don and I grill Mini. Are you ready?
2: We are ready. Roll right.
0: uh, First name. Chanel Preston. Athlete or porn star.
2: Sounds like
0: a setup. I'm going athlete. Oh no! Oh! We no. suck again. Sorry. Porn star. Chanel Preston, porn star. I swore she played football. She played football. What are you talking about? All right, area code 734. Who's this? Chris uh, I'm sorry, who's this? Chris Sorrell. Hey, how are you? All right, are you ready to play athlete or porn star for a free iGrill Mini?
2: Sure. All right. I'm get wrong, but
0: i All right, here's your first name. Megan Vaughn. Athlete or porn star? Porn star. Absolutely right. Oh, this guy knows his porno. Alright, next name Alana Ray. Athlete or porn star? Porn star. Absolutely right. You son of a bitch. Couldn't trick you, a man who is a aficionado of the porn. Alright, so uh, here's what you need to do send me an email. And in the subject line, put uh, free iGrill Mini and include your shipping info. Uh, we'll get that sent All over right. to the folks at iGrill. And I believe you go on a waiting list, so give it some time. Uh, but you will you will get a free one when they are available.
3: Hey, when it's free, no, you can wait.
0: Free iGrill Mini. You got okay. it. All right. Thanks for calling in tonight. There's your winner. All right. Let's go to area code 908. Who's this? Hi, uh, David. How are you, Greg? I'm doing absolutely fabulous, David. How are you?
2: I'm doing okay. All
0: right, somebody else just won the free iGrill Mini. But never fear uh, your chance to win a free four-pack of Dizzy Pig <laughs> gift rub. How about that? Cool. All right. We're playing athlete or porn stuff. You know how to play, David?
3: I do. Of course. I've lost here before.
0: That's right. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, first name. Black Angelica, athlete or porn star? Porn star. Absolutely right. All right. Next name. Lars Boom, athlete or porn star? Athlete. Yes! David! Thought I would give you the Lars Boom, but nobody fooling David tonight. Both an aficionado of porno and sports. And thank there goodness go. for that. All right, uh, David, all you need to do is send me an email, uh, your shipping info, and then put uh, Dizzy Pig Rub winner. And I'll get that over what? to Brian over Dizzy Pig, and they will send that out to you. Thanks a lot. You got it. There he is. David winning. Showing his knowledge of both the skin and the sports. Very impressive. Uh, what is this? Right? Now, if you are interested in buying your own, where is this thing at? Get, get me to my inbox, Brian. All right, so uh, here's what it is, by the way. This is the uh, Dizzy Pig giveaway, uh, gift box four. And uh, you get an eye-catching, sturdy box with four of the top-selling rubs: Dizzy Rub, the Cowlick, the Raging River, and the Tsunami Spin, along with seven samples of the other flavors. Uh, Dizzy Pig Lapel Pin and a sticker, retailing for twenty-five dollars. But at checkout, if you use promo code BBQ Central, you will save twenty-five percent.
1: Twenty-five
0: percent. That's a beauty now. That's a beauty. So if you uh, didn't win, if you are, if your name is not David, and you didn't win the Dizzy Pig rub, you can go over to dizzypig.com and search uh, gift box four for the holidays. You'll get the uh, four top sellers plus seven sampler packs and twenty five percent off your order when you use BBQ Central. That will expire twelve thirty one. I trust to have served you with this information. Uh, maybe next week we'll have a new contest. You never know. Scale of 1 to 10, athlete or porn star, 10. Four-pack. Four-pack with uh, seven samplers. You know, I just love this song by Milt Buckner. It just makes me want to take me back to the late 40s and 50s like a social deviant. All right, there you go. All right, so uh, still to come on this show, not much. We'll do a read, uh, we will recap, and then we will be out of here. Uh, I do want to thank Ed Hamlin for joining me this past segment. Look, if you are really interested in uh, continuing to do the cooking outside, like in all facets. You know, some people get a little skeeved out. You know, news flash here, folks. My in laws, while they have bought a new grill, put down aluminum foil because they don't really want it to touch the grill grate. So, you know, for me, you know, I might be thinking, you know, hypothetical. Uh, maybe I would get them the grill plate for Christmas because, hey, you don't have to. You know, have the meat touch the grill. You put the grill plate down. Uh, you know, my mother-in-law can b- bake pie. My father-in-law could bake uh, shrimp or the he's a big fisherman he's catching the steelhead trout and uh, perch. I think they catch perch as well in Lake Erie. And you can do that right there, uh, right on the grill and use the grill plate. And you don't have to worry about things touching anything. Dirty, skeevy stuff. None of you have to worry about that. Uh, Don't forget as well that the Barbecue Central Meat Shop is open. Uh, So if you are interested in taking a look at that while we're talking here tonight, uh, just go to the Barbecue Central Show website, thebbqcentralshow.com. And then up towards the top right, there's a thing that says Barbecue Central Meat Shop. And uh, you can link over there. Uh, I will tell you that the prices that you see uh, do not include shipping. I believe I've made a quite a bold notation at the end of the post in red. You'll need to fill out that very first page with some uh, shipping info, and then when you go to that secondary page, it will give you shipping options. I've been told by the guy that uh, actually owns this company that the FedEx two-day is like the most economical way of uh, shipping. And, uh, you know, I, I don't typically do a lot of. All right, Matt with an update. Greg, how about talking about how Kent is kicking Ohio's ass? We won't talk about here. Former Bobcat alumnus not talking about it.
5: Ain't nobody got time for that.
0: Doing a show, Matt. What are you doing watching football? Tune in full. You could have won something earlier, except you were probably watching a stupid Mac football game. Who cares about that? Nobody. Um, so uh, I'm interested to hear from uh, the competition people as well. If you order your meats offline, uh, how does that compare price-wise? Uh, what would I want to make sure that I am providing to the best of my ability? I mean, I really don't have control over pricing per se. Uh, but if it looks like, hey, I would buy X amount from you, but you are X amount higher or the shipping is murder or whatever, hey, let me know. I'll go back to the people that I've partnered with and let them know uh, why we're not uh, making money together. I'm here to protect and serve. All right, uh, last, we just gave one away this past segment, athlete or porn star. It's the eye Grill. Next generation eye Grill has arrived, kind of. You can now pre-order the iGrill Mini at iDevicesInc.com iGrill for $39.99. The iGrill Mini has everything you love about the iGrill, so much more with a smart LED that indicates the progression of your temperature and lets you know when you're in and out of that temperature range, proximity wake-up to conserve the battery, and an outstanding battery life of 150 hours. You get all these awesome features and a pocket-sized device at half the price of the original iGrill. It's $39.99 for the iGrill Mini with one meat probe and one probe wrap. The iGrill magnetically mounts to your grill or smoker and even comes with an attachable magnet in case you have a ceramic smoker or other non-magnetic surf, For instance, brick, wood, stone, and other magnetic things that aren't magnetic. A little info on the product itself. iGrill is Bluetooth. Enabled cooking thermometer. It pairs with your Apple or Android device using the free iGrow Pro app, which can be downloaded in the iTunes App Store and the Google Play Store. Bluetooth range is up to 200 feet, so you can monitor your food from practically anywhere in your house. This gives you the free time to do what you need to do with the assurance that your food is being cooked perfectly. Go watch the game, have some brews with the boys, mow the lawn, soon enough, shovel the driveway,
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Igrill's got your food covered. Igrill has dual probe capabilities. You can monitor two different pieces of meat at once. You can also measure the ambient temperature of your smoker using the grill's ambient temperature probe. That can be purchased at Igrillink.com. Now, within the app, you can set minimum and maximum temperature settings. If your Igrill or smoker gets too hot or too cold, your smart device will alert you. Enter promo code Central. At checkout for fifteen percent off everything when you order it at the iGrillInc.com dot store. Don't forget they also offer free shipping on all orders over fifty dollars. The free iGrill app is the iOS Facebook integration, so you can upload pictures of what you're cooking right to the iGrill Facebook page. It also has a globe feature that shows you all the other iGrills around the world. Uh, iGrill the main unit seventy nine ninety nine. The new unit thirty nine ninety nine. That's Hat with some cool stuff. So check it out. Uh idevicesinc.com. That's iDevicesinc.com, 39.99 for your pre-order, or get the regular iGrill at iGrillink.com and save 15% when you use Central Achenka. My ear device is dying. Battery's dying. We're back right after this. All right. Back at it. Had to lose the uh, television IFB because the battery didn't want me.
1: Get that big stuff out of here.
0: I always forget how much better I sound with the cans out. For as cool as this thing in, and many of you probably don't realize that I have, you know, that thing in my ear. That's how I hear people when I'm talking. Guests via the... How many times did I use this tonight? Zero. I was was well on my way of remembering to use that thing, and then boom. I forgot. Didn't use it on one guest tonight. Not one. Thanks for coming. I want to thank everybody for playing athlete or porn star. If you won, don't forget to send me an email. And reference the specific item that you did win tonight in the subject line. Greg at TheBBQCentralShow.com. Let me double check that here while we're, uh, uh, looks like everybody, all right. Yeah, Dave's in and Chris is in as well. Congratulations to you both. Thanks for calling in. Thanks for knowing your porn and your sports. Porn more impressive, I think, in the grand scheme of things. Uh, We have a big show lined up for Tomorrow. Dr. Barbecue Ray Lampy will be stopping by for his visit, plus I'm chasing many big-name guests for the Hump Day Barbecue Show, which is one hour in length. If you've never tuned into the Wednesday show, I highly suggest that you jump in. If you have a question for Ray that you would like to have him answer live on the show, you can do that by visiting the website askdrbbq.com, and then you can uh, use the emails for me directly. You can go to my Facebook page and say, hey, I have this question I would like Ray to answer, or I would like your and Ray's opinion on some on this thing, or whatever the case may be. Uh, askdrbbq.com is the place to go, and uh, we will take it from there. But Ray always making a weekly appearance now on the Wednesday show and uh, chasing a couple different guests. I'm not sure exactly how I want to structure it. I don't know if I want to go like too overkill in two days on Thanksgiving stuff. Steven Reichlin really blew it all up around the 9:14 giving us history and spatchcocking and brining techniques and talking about truffles and all this other stuff. We both agreed that Christmas coming into Thanksgiving, which I think we all knew was going to be happening is ridiculous. People are going to be having to work on Thanksgiving. A lot of people work on Thanksgiving anyway, I guess. But still you know, if you were in retail, that's one of the few days that you had reprieve before, you know, you had to get up at 1 o'clock in the morning to go work your retail job for Black Friday. But now you could be going on Gray Thursday or Maroon Thursday or Coral Thursday or whatever you want to call it. We should come up with something. I don't really like it. I don't. Shouldn't have to work it. All right, let's wrap it up. All the way back in the first hour, again, it was Stephen Reichlin, barbecuebible.com, B-A-R-B-E-C-U-E, barbecuebible.com. Check it out. It's a complete revamped website. If you haven't been there in a year or two, lots of great info constantly being updated. Well-known authority in this industry. Robin Lindars was on after Stephen, grillgirl.com with three R's, G-R-R-R-L, grillgirl.com. Look for her upcoming gift. Suggestion Basket Box Doohickey of 2013. She'll be spatchcocking her turkey this year. Maybe you should check it out. Maybe you should spatchcock your turkey. Ed Hamlin joined me at 1014. Grillinnovations.com Very unique product. And another one coming down the pike as soon as they can get manufacturing wigged out. Uh, as I said, Big Show lineup for tomorrow. Come back here at 9 o'clock on a Wednesday for a great time. Dr. Barbecue locked in. If you have raw cast iron, reseason it each and every time. Hit it with a brush as it starts to cool down. A little Pam, little Crisco. Let it burn back in. Reseason it each and every time. Give you generations of rust-free service. Also, September 11, 2001, I will never forget. We'll see you back here tomorrow night at 9 o'clock. This is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now.